Hi, this is John. And this is Alessia, and we are here at Making a Canadian Podcast. And we're on. We're back. Um, we're about 10 days later from our last time that we recorded, and you guys will notice that difference. Yeah. Especially my voice. Yeah, you sound like the Black Widow. Okay. Whoever that is, I don't even know. Come on, Marvel fanatic. I don't know who that is. Scarlett Johansson. Oh. <laughs> that means I'm sexy. And I know it. <laughs> so it's been 10 days since our last podcast. Um, yeah, because we recorded it on... Yeah, just 10 days ago. The 15th of March. Yeah. It was a Sunday. And little did we know. And little did we know the things... Well, I don't know. I guess they generally escalated, which is what the anticipation was. But at the same time, they kind of kept the same. Yeah, and it's funny because um, you guys will see by the power of uh, magic, uh, I'll be able to put this part of our recording at the beginning. So you can see what we were talking about 10 days ago and how quick this thing escalates. Yes, and, and that's kind of what they were talking about. We're talking about coronavirus pandemic right now pandemic so in case you guys wanted to know i do not have a coronavirus i've been tested we tested it yeah not we tested the clinic yeah we decided to send you to be tested yeah it was a little bit scary because after that sunday that we recorded um i developed a little bit of a cough a little bit (laughs) no no initially was a little bit yeah yeah and on day three it just i couldn't talk without coughing every few minutes yeah it was really bad and then it continued getting worse and worse and worse so basically in two days i was getting a little bit freaked out i stopped going into work i work in a healthcare sector so of course we still all have to go into work and i decided to stop all the kind of contemplations and go straight into the clinic um funny enough my doctor actually said not to go test and just be on the um I guess just to stay at home for 14 days and that's pretty much it. <coughs> Sorry about that. And then... Um, oh, that was nice. I know, right? <laughs> and then otherwise, I actually just called up the assessment center, COVID assessment center that we have in Ontario. I was able to call them and they were able to right away make me an appointment essentially half an hour later. Went in, it was super quick. Um, amazing team. They Everybody on your nose. They yeah. So the test is very interesting. Yeah, tell tell me about it. I've never like, describe to me what happened. So I've never had any type of virus tests before, I guess that I know of. So how did it go? Like you went, you you got there. So first, you make an appointment online, and I definitely recommend for anybody who wants to do that just to actually make an appointment and not to walk in into these centers because some of these centers work only by appointment. Got it. So when you actually go for your appointment, arrive as close as possible to your appointment because you don't want to stay there any longer and they don't want you in there for any longer than you're supposed to be. I walked in, you use the sanitizer, put on the gloves, put on the mask, and they make you wait. Then they ask if you have an appointment and then you go to chair one. And these chairs are actually separated in the suggested distances that the government set out for so here in Ontario it's two meters different distance between the two people then I went into the first part 
and the lady just asked me the basic information and confirmed the fact they actually had most of my information because that's where I had my uh, second surgery in my life. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> and then I went into the second window. After each time I would get up, they would actually clean the whole chair. Um, the only reason, so I only had a cough. I didn't have a fever. I didn't have an exposure to anyone who traveled. But what the one thing that made them test is because A, I had a cough, but also because I work in a retirement long-term care facility. So they ended up um, proceeding with having me go into one of the isolation rooms, so to say, because each patient has their individual room. So I was put into the room. Um, I waited there. The nurse came by, asked a few things, and then she said, you have to wait until the doctor comes. When the doctor came, and they like keep a distance between you. So until you. now, in terms of time, how much time we're looking at? Honestly, the whole thing, including the testing. Until the doctor showed up. This is the fastest process I've ever been in the typical Canadian healthcare system. In total, everything took me 28 minutes from the step I took out of my car, 20 minutes. getting back into my car. 28 minutes. 28 minutes. Oh, you timed it. Yeah, I did. I was very curious how long it would take and how long they're going to keep the interaction <clears throat> of potentially, um, I don't know, virus person in this environment, the sterile environment that they've created. Yeah. So the doctor comes in. She again walks through the same process. She actually listened to my lungs because they want to make sure that I don't have any issues or pneumonia or anything like that. I had a terrible cough. I still do, as you can hear by it's my voice. It's better now. It's better. Believe me. <coughs> um, I hope you guys find that better. And then from there, she said, not a problem. You wait here. The nurse will come and do the testing, which I found very cool that it's not the doctor that does the testing because... There's probably less. You gotta of, save the doctors. I guess there's less of doctors than there are nurses, which I feel really bad for the nurses. But I guess if they use all the protective equipment, then it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. The nurse came by, stuck this, um, this huge stick up my nose. She explained what she was gonna do, which is very kind of her. But she stuck the whole thing up my nose. It looks like the the ones you put in your ears right? no no it's like this little plasticky thing it's much smaller than that oh, I see. and then she stuck it up my nose and it feel, felt like she was scratching my brain wow it literally felt like it's in the middle of my head and then she took it out and that's it we wished each other health i thanked them for their work and i went home you didn't faint no i didn't faint there's nothing scary about it i think it's just were you nervous no, I wasn't nervous. I I actually felt bad for everybody else around me because I, I was could nervous. hear. I was home and I was nervous. Why were you nervous? I was thinking like, what if what if my wife has the freaking virus? Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't scared. I was just, I was hoping I don't have it because it would mean that I went to work two days with this virus. And have potentially contaminated people who are vulnerable. Yeah, I don't know. Which goes back to this whole it's not your point. Fault. I know it's not my fault, but I developed a cough and I should have stayed home, but I kinda proceeded without it. Well, I always kinda have a cough <coughs> because I'm an ex-smoker. I sometimes smoke uh, cigarettes. Uh, 
and I wouldn't even like suspect it's something. It's it's a cough. I, usually I cough in the morning. Yeah, I don't know. I had a love, light cough. I don't usually cough, so it was a little bit worse. And then. So what was the timing they gave you for the test results? So the test results they told me 48 to 72 hours, but they actually had it back within 48. That was good. Which okay, I was pleasantly I I surprised. It in the middle of the night on Saturday. Yeah. You should check it. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. It was negative. Yay. I think a lot of my family also had a nice relief because that was unexpected. Well, I, I was certainly relieved. <laughs> I think we right away went in t and kissed each other. Uh, you kissed me, yeah, because uh, funny enough, you weren't kissing me. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> you know. You know, for sure, that even with, with, without you kissing me, I would still be No, infested. you would have... No. Infected. Infested. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm not an insect, although my last name is like an insect. No, that's not the case. Um, because it actually travels through the saliva or... Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Mucus. So, this is the, the funny part where we're talking about it, about it and we we're making scenarios 10 days ago. Um, it's actually happening right now. We're living the things we were talking that, that were supposed to happen or we were expecting to happen. So what happened right now, um, the situation escalated pretty much. Uh, we're looking at um, Italy being like being destroyed. Basically, one, a whole generation, they say it's going to be wiped out. I don't know, it's just maybe... Uh, it's, it's like it's big numbers, but uh, I won't go that far. Um, and then I'm not gonna count which countries are on this top. Um, U.S. has picked up a lot. Um, Canada too. Canada too, but it's still behind the big countries in Europe, like France, Spain, and Germany. Yeah, but they also have bigger population. An older po population. I mean, not to say the Canada. No, Canada also has older population, but I think. Um, the measures that have been taken are quite significant and good for So in people. 10 days, just to say it like that, yeah. the entire world is pretty much on lockdown. Not on lockdown, an emergency state. Well, we're talking about lockdowns. <coughs> you have lockdowns in the US, you have lockdown in, in the UK. Um, yeah, but in Canada we're still able to move freely, which unlike in other countries, that's yeah, not what they have. Yeah. We don't need a, like a permit right now to go out. Um, and I think, should we have extra measures that will limit our freedoms as humans? You know, I think it will depend on how these cases grow and if they're starting to decrease in about a week, it might give us uh, an opportunity of not to have this lockdown, but time will only tell because right now the cases are exponentially increasing as anticipated. Yeah, everything is increasing, nothing is decreasing, not even China. China is just on hold for now. Um, but uh, I'd say enough about this. I, I'm pretty sure everyone is um, somewhat bombarded with this. Everybody probably heard a lot about it, but yeah, I think we're talking about it from our perspective. From our perspective, yes. And this is not the whole purpose of this um, diary we're doing here, this podcast. Um, but what else has changed? Actually, which, all, all the doctors that I've talked to, because the way that I connected with my doctor, the way I connected to telehealth nurse, Everything was actually done through the phone, mm -hmm. which 
shows once again it's possible it's not impossible yeah and i like the fact that government gave um come to my world world the remote world i know <laughs> and i like that the government gave more freedom to doctors and nurses and support staff to be able to do these things over the phone and to protect the ones who are providing the care yeah medical care that's kudos kudos for the government um and that actually brings us to the topic um uh, we still have our appointment coming up Yeah, at some point I thought we didn't because I, I got a funny phone call to be announced that it's been canceled to further date which we don't know yet. So, what they but the same day I got a phone call that we still need to send in paperwork, which was really it was confusing. It was the same person, time. which I really didn't appreciate that there were two phone calls on two different numbers with two different informations. and those that information didn't cross paths. Do I give the name? No. I'm not even going to go into that. <laughs> But I did say before that even in my last time that I've had interaction with them it was very challenging to have a clear cut conversation. So what we're talking about now is the clinic <coughs> is the clinic appointment we had for the fertility tests. That's what we're talking about. We had an appointment with fertility clinic. Part of that appointment was to do your test. Mm-hmm. As you called it to give DNA sample, which is not the case. Mm-hmm. Um and then I was supposed to have an ultrasound. So two of those were canceled because they are stopping all of the in-person appointments, but they're still keeping the first appointment with the actual doctor, fertility doctor. So it's going to be like a phone call. Yeah, it's going to be a phone call. Both of us are going to be on the phone at the same time. Mm-hmm. and we're going to go through the information that they have which really defeats the purpose of the first appointment and i feel like we're being scapegoated for this appointment in my opinion i feel like they should cancel it for good and wait just wait well the question is up to you do you want to wait cuz realistically speaking we can call and we can cancel the appointment but the question to you is do you want to wait honestly i want to wait the whole world is on hold right now But the life is still going. I don't see the value in wasting my time being in a phone call with a guy um just for like an interview. Is that does it have any scientific value for the purpose of the whole testing? But do you think it won't? I'm not sure. But I think it will give you a perspective. Okay, fair enough. From that perspective, sure. Um but is is booked? Is it booked? What do you mean? It's not canceled. It's been booked for a month and okay. a half. Okay. Um yeah. <coughs> no, cuz the thing is for me what I don't like is that so okay, they don't have they're not going to have your results. They're not going to have my ultrasound. So they're essentially not they're they only have 30% of the information. Mhm. If we're taking the three pieces. Yeah. Right. And one of the information will be I had to push actually to provide them with my previous ultrasounds that I've had since the last ectopic pregnancy and they're like, "Oh, okay, sure, send it." Mhm. I don't know. I don't know what to expect out of this. And I don't know if it's useful. But I guess we'll wait and see. Yeah. When uh, when was it again? 
was it April? April 3rd. It's 3rd, okay. It's good it's not April 1st. I think it's 10 days. <laughs> Again, 10 days. <laughs> yeah. Until next appointment. Um, but we'll see. I really, one of the things that I didn't research, and maybe I should have, is like what to expect at the first appointment. Uh, again, this is just my nature. I don't want to research too much. I don't want to start creating. I know myself. I'm going to create some scenarios in my head. I'm going to think of some answers. No, I just want to take it the way it comes. And we'll deal with it once I get there. But do you think you'll have... Because the whole purpose is also to ask the person, the doctor, um, questions that you may have. Well, <coughs> the way that I see it, I don't have many questions for, for the doctor. We're talking about fertility. We're talking about um, getting pregnant. I don't know what else to ask a doctor. Like I know the <laughs> the tech, the what what it, what it involves. Um, But you said you don't because you don't research. I know like the general things. Okay, that you have to have fun. Got it. You have to have fun. Some stars must align. You know, all that jazz. Um, and I don't want like I don't know what a doctor can say. Maybe I'll have questions on the spot. But if you ask me right now to think of like if I have any questions for a doctor on this topic, I, I don't think I do. Like I, I, it's blank in my brain right now about this. But that's exactly the point. Like, so where my head goes is, oh, should I research to have more, to have better questions to ask? Because I always have this point of like, after seeing a doctor, I close the door, I go to my car and my car is like, oh damn, I should have asked that. You know, ignorance is bliss. <laughs> the less you know, the better. Right. Sure. I, I, just, I, I can carry on with this. I can... Sorry about that. I can speak in, in cliche, cliche. That's a word. Sure. Sure. It's, uh, it's fucked up. You're coughing and this, this, make, this one is making noise. It's okay. Our doggy is making noise for no particular reason because he wants attention and we're not giving it to him because we're recording a podcast yeah and he doesn't give too many dog f's on it yes anyway so with that said guys all good things um we're still surviving through covid i am back to work on next monday which 14 days from the initial symptoms John continues to work from home. Yeah, I'm working from home. <laughs> Nothing has is... changed for him. Well, every day is the same except the, the part now I have you at, at, at home and... Uh... You love it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Excuse me? I don't know what to say. What do you mean? It's usually when I'm just by myself with the, the dog, with Ricky, he's, um, he just sleeps all day. We go out in the morning. Uh, I sometimes treat him with a lunch walk, but when he has you, he becomes more agitated. Guys, more... I have breaking broken all his routines. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Who's yours or the dog's? I think the dog's. <laughs> Mine, kinda. <laughs> I mean, I'm in my uh, home office and 
you know me when I once I get in into work I, I don't see anything else yes it's okay a few more days and I'll be out <laughs> I, I'd rather have you healthy and if that means you have to stay at home at home for a, a month a whole month month then be it I just want you healthy hopefully not I want my job oh so I'm being <coughs> boring for you no what do you mean I said I, I just want to have my job I want to have how do you feel do you miss going to work oh you're putting me on the spot that's not fair oh you, you that's all you've been doing on this podcast putting me on the spot <laughs> welcome I... to my world welcome to my chair no I think my head is always spinning with the stuff that happens at work the weird thing is that for past few days I haven't touched my email or my phone my work phone that is um because I haven't been feeling well at all and I think it's interesting how your head kind of clears out a little bit and allows you to think differently I think it's a well-deserved break for you true I've been non-stop yeah. for a while yeah as a matter of fact I'm thinking to set up a sick day for myself this week just so I can take a break <laughs> no you shouldn't April 3rd you have a sick day remember oh yeah <laughs> this is just a week from now is that a Friday it's a Friday so we'll have a long weekend on a quarantine time yeah, oh my god I can't even laugh home. yeah it's all, all that I wanted <coughs> we actually had a nice plan where we were gonna go downtown go to a fertility clinic have lunch brunch brunch and enjoy our time and go out but I don't think we'll have that oh we can still go out and we can like take photos of the ghost town which Toronto has become yeah that's true I, I don't know if it has become ghost town because for example outside our window we have the park area and people are still oh, this is a park and yes but a social distancing is social distancing and you need to keep that distance yeah but downtown is a different story maybe I look forward to actually be seeing that <laughs> okay um, I think this is it for now yeah guys chat with you soon we have exciting topics that I come up with <laughs> and yeah. hopefully my husband will enjoy them as well <laughs> yeah I, I was just gonna hoping I'll be the technical part of this podcast I'll be responsible with making it happen um, which kind of works for me that's not true you're usually like you have the experience of podcast oh yeah you I have five the episodes before on a previous lifetime <laughs> in a different language <laughs> with a with someone else uh, if that qualifies me then sure absolutely it's more experience than I ever had <laughs> okay sounds good well till next time chat soon bye good morning everyone morning so we're in the midst of um, the coronavirus yes right in the midst of it with all the quarantine all the counters closing borders practicing self-distancing for most parts and Canada saying that if you traveled you have to stay at home for 14 days yeah so this coronavirus is pretty serious it's getting to be serious um, if you judge by um, all these news titles and what's going on right now in Italy in Spain pretty much in all Europe um, and uh, I don't know I don't know what to say Well, I think it's not that it's... They're trying to, as they say, flatten the curve. So 
people will get sick and that's inevitable but the whole point is to make sure that not all the people get sick at all the same time because the healthcare system will not be able to support that type of influx of individuals who are having severe case scenarios. Yeah, I'm curious if, if Canada has enough beds or if it has enough room in the hospitals. They're, they're talking about measures of like having hotels become quarantine headquarters for people who have traveled. Um, and um, this is happening, it's going to happen in the UK, uh, in Romania, they say. As of tomorrow, they're going to declare emergency state. I think US already has it. Um, and this makes me think, it makes me think of, um, of our future. Well, and the thing is, it's the measures, like even the fact that they're saying that use hotels as quarantine zone, reality is they've done it before when they had an influx of refugees. Yeah. So this is good practice, in my opinion, and I think it also helps hotels that are probably struggling right now. Um, to make sure that they get paid, um, essentially, and for people to continue getting better and not spread the virus. Kudos for Cristiano Ronaldo then. He said that all his chain of hotels is gonna, is gonna help, he's gonna kick in and he's gonna offer, he's gonna, he offered to pay for this. Uh, on a, another uh, news, it's, I read the other day an article about baby born with testing positive on COVID-19 and they don't know yet if the baby was infected um, during his in the womb or it, if it happened at the exit uh, bottom line is both him and his, his mom they're instantly like in, in, in quarantine right now so it, it kind of sucks you know well, he was in the womb before, he was isolated, and now he's continuing to be isolated. It's like continuation of life. <laughs> but the thing is that... I mean, for them it should be easy, because think about the, the premature uh, born babies. They're locked in that oven thing, uh, and they spend around two weeks in there, pretty much in quarantine. Yeah, that's if the babies are That's born. quarantine. Yeah, me. but if they're born prematurely. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that news was a fake news or not. I don't remember where I, uh, like, which website was it. It came through some social media uh, share, so. Very credible source, that is. Very credible. It, it, it's very <laughs> credible, yeah. I have no idea what to think of it. Makes me think. Well, one of the things I actually registered this week to listen to a webinar from Maven Clinic in regards to fertility and coronavirus or COVID 19. And the reality is, is that there's not enough data in order to be able to say anything at this point of time of what it's like if the mother is breastfeeding, if the mother is giving birth, if the child is in the womb and how does it impact. It's just not enough information. And I think the focus right now, maybe there are some research. I'm sure there are researchers that are investigating that right now. But I think the biggest focus for the hospitals, we'll say, is to focus on well-being of individuals who are there with them and who are who they are taking care of. Yeah, speaking of um, how is it, how do you feel, say, Toronto looks for the next week or so? 
I think for next three weeks we're in a very interesting case scenario because schools, public schools actually said that they will extend. So there's a March break coming up yep. for next week. And then yep. two weeks after March break, the kids are still staying at home. The studies show is that if you are trying to kind of stop the spread of the virus, number one thing that you need to do is close the schools. And that's exactly what yes, they're doing. But isn't this contradicting the, the fact that kids don't take it as easy as adults? Yes, but the question is, well, they say kids under the age of nine, or at least that's what it looks like so far, is that somehow they're either not getting infected or maybe just recovering or have very mild symptoms. So maybe um, that's why there's not enough data or they're not collecting information. I, For me, it's really bizarre if I see this. Um, something is something is different with statistics and this is where I say look into your data and what you're looking at and see where it's coming from WHO I think is really your go-to spot for any of the information yeah where you can read that there was only one case of death caused by COVID-19 in Canada so would you say it justified this whole um, apocalyptic apocalypse scenario where people are like hoarding Walmarts and Costco's and uh, this, this, this panic spread over any online medium? Well, I think there is reality is that people do panic in the state of unknown because there's a lot of unknowns that are present right now, including beat from the economy because uh, Bank of Canada actually decreased the rates twice, twice by half, which is by a whole point. That's a lot. That's a lot of decrease. Honestly speaking, from the time that I've been in Canada, I've never seen anything like this. I think this. it started, like this whole panic mode situation started this week when that first case of, of death happened. Absolutely. And then two days later, Prime Minister of Canada saying that his wife is uh, in quarantine because she tested positive. Absolutely. And I think from there on, this whole snowball but increased. I but the reality is I don't mind quarantine I don't mind people working from home I don't mind schools being closed I think that's done for the best and the more we flatten the curve the better it is and that the only way to really stop the spread of virus is stop interaction between people as odd as it sounds but that's the reality of it and we can totally see this result in China right now where they've done exactly that they stopped having new cases well actually first time ever it decreased, it decreased yes but first time ever today they had more recoveries than the new cases which is a huge 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 change from what they were experiencing you don't you don't um in that theory of uh, someone, some mean people created the virus just to put China down and all that, because I heard that theory. And honestly, as much as I was tempted to, to, to believe in it at the beginning, uh, I feel like it's nonsense to say such thing. I, you know, to me, it doesn't really matter where the virus came from. To me, what matters is what's, what's what, happening now. What's happening now, and how do we move forward? Like. But I'm also that type of person. When 
something terrible happens around me, my question is, what's the solution? Right? It's just a different mindset that comes with it. And I... Yeah. It's also the news and the media. Because while we were, um, let's say, digesting the news of the airplane, I went down in a... It was... I guess it was Iran. The Ukrainian flight that got down. You mean that was shot down? It was shot down accidentally by the, whatever, army in, in Iran. Um, people were dying in China at that moment, but because of the way China works as a society, they weren't communicating with the external world. Because um, I think Wuhan thing was already on. It was an ongoing thing at that time. Well, yeah, they're the true start of when you would hear about it was actually December, but it wasn't like even a big deal at that point of time. It truly got to a big deal about a week ago. Pretty much so, yeah. I don't know what to say. Like now you're looking at all these memes, <laughs> all these jokes online where they're saying uh, with all this quarantine moment where people work from home, we're gonna look in, into like nine months later, an explosion of demo- demographics. We're gonna have a, a new breed called coronials. <laughs> That's my. Um, that Do was... you actually think people will stay at home and have sex? Yes, I. Mean, I you I, can have sex, of course, but, but what stops you outside coronavirus quarantine? Well, all of a sudden you're spending anywhere between eight to ten hours more together. There's either going to be an influx of divorces, or there will uh-huh. be an influx. I didn't think of it. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> or influx of um, well, plus you have to put into equation that all of a sudden you're also spending three weeks with kids. Like this is a great social experiment. I would love to see statistics on this. If well, speaking if I, of, I've if, seen I've seen memes of 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 that saying, "Oh my God, I'm going to spend three weeks with my kids." I choose the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, I've had that. I've had. I've seen like. Um, the mother of five um, finds vaccine for coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. So there's different memes that are there, of course, but you know, this is a great social experiment that all of a sudden we are spending more time with our families, directly with our families, and to see what kind of impact it will bring. It will either bring people together, which in times of difficult in in difficult times usually does bring people together. Or we'll see in nine months where people are actually having more kids, influx of birth rates, and potentially of divorces from all of this. Yeah, I guess it's um, it makes sense. You don't have any sports um, casted on TV because everything is canceled. You don't have things to go to attend, like events or concerts. Uh, basically, you're pretty much... Um, yeah. Arrest at home? No, is that the term? Well, not even because home arrest. Yeah, okay. but it's even to the next level, right? We are so used to having like this entertainment, the theater performances. It you makes know, you think you have rituals. Like you think, oh, it's March. What happens in March? March Madness, and all that, like in, in the March, NBA. Well, plus it's March break. March um, break, yeah. Uh, so television will be impacted as well. So the other thing which I was thinking the other day was like, okay, so if if, if everybody goes back home and they're trying not to interact with other people, what, what happens with the people that are working in televisions? 
because they cannot work from home. You have to be in the studio. I'm not talking about the hosts. I'm talking about the whole staff behind cameras. Yes. So till this moment, they're still coming in. And this is, I think, it will be a decision of each individual who is choosing to be reporting at this point of time, right? But for them, I think it's a, it's, it will be very interesting part of television and digital media in general because I remember being after surgery for two weeks I was at home okay first day I watched Netflix second day I couldn't actually talk on top of it all but which surgery the throat surgery oh I thought the other surgery no no the throat <laughs> surgery I couldn't talk right so by the way note my wife had a few surgeries so every time she says after the surgery I need to, to ask her to specify which, which one, one? <laughs> so you know I couldn't talk so first day you watch Netflix second day you watch Netflix then you read a book um, then you listen to some audiobooks okay so that's five days and you're done after that you're like oh my god what do I do now so it'll be very interesting to see you know any type of because there's a lot of conferences for example that were canceled you know even in my industry pretty much all the conferences were canceled delayed anything that's up to the middle of June is canceled right now right so how will technology help us to still talk about the new things that are there in the industry and how do we support the industry whatever industry you're in knowing the fact that some people are working from home or most people are working from home and how do you still um, have the communication while at it well, somehow it will happen um society will uh, move on I think we'll adapt I think we'll advance as a matter of fact sure as they say in each crisis there's an opportunity uh, I feel the same thing so um, we'll see what what's gonna happen